0: Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Cheltenham Festival Preview 2021, sponsored by Betfair. This is the Friday preview, so the Gold Cup Day preview. And I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm joined by three expert guests in the form of Andy Holding, Tony Calvin and Barry Orr from Betfair. Great to have you all here. Andy, of course, Odds Checkers tips to Tony, who does tipping and all sorts of other things for Betfair and others. And of course, Betfair Barry from Betfair. Betfair. Uh, and on the Tuesday preview, we've already recorded a Tuesday, a Wednesday and a Thursday preview. And at the beginning of the Tuesday preview, we talk about the uh, the weather and what we're expecting, anticipating the ground is going to be. We, we kind of came down on Good to Soft being likely um, on the Tuesday. Uh, come Friday, we're not obviously not entirely sure where we'll be. But Before we get into the racing, we're going to be starting with a triumph in a second, just going to point you in the direction of the odds checker app, the very best place for best prices, best bookie offers, place terms, free bets, and the very best tipsters, including Andy himself, whose tips during Cheltenham and throughout the year will be delivered straight to the app On to the triumph then. And uh, we've got two who cannot be split at the top of the market in Zanahir and Tritonic, both nine to four. Quixalos, 11 to two. Adagio, 10 to one. Horton Color, an interesting runner for Willie Mullins at 16 to one. Duffelcoat, 16 to one, uh, 20 to one bar. And Barry, I'll come to you first just to give us the uh, you know the angle. You know, Whilst the bookies might not be able to split the top two, there's a bit of a difference in terms of the exchange prices.
1: Yeah, not a massive one, mine. Zana here, your favorite at 3.25, which is nine to four, a little under three to one, Tritonic, 6.6, Colixios, and it's 10 bar Adagio 10, same as the sports book. Um, yeah, I think it's between the top three in the market. And my preference is for the outsider of the three is Colixios, A uh, lot to like about him, the way he's gone about his business so far in Ireland, especially in the grade one last day where he picked up St. Sam very easily indeed. Um, I, I suppose a lot of people, well, some people were disappointed that he just didn't sprint clear after jumping the last, that he looked like uh, he was making heavy weather of it. But that was off the back of a ninety day, 99-day uh, break. And um, I'm sure he come on significantly for that. He's a horse that, uh, you know, he's got a really, really bright future. Um, you can't really pick holes in Zanahir either. His, sta- well, his one-time stable companion, uh, Tritonic, obviously, has come to the fore in recent days, haven't been as big as seven to one after after Ascot um into nine to four favourite joint favorite with Zanaher in the sports book now with uh quilixios for me um in the triumph.
0: Quilixios for you and you know it is these top three in the market and Quilixios the outsider of the three Andy. Do your speed figures suggest that the market has this right as it stands?
2: Um probably a little bit overestimating Tritonic based on, on pure time figures. Um I must admit I've made a real bulls-up of this race this year, it's a race, probably one of my favorite races of the meet. I'd love to win it as an owner. I, I had a horse good enough to run in it a few years back and he finished fifth. Um, I, I just like watching the juveniles, and the time figures usually work out. Um, when Zanahir won in Fairy House uh, before the new year, he clocked the corner time that got me really, really excited. Um, I think everyone's done the work on that. We've all seen the split screen stuff and we know how quick he was compared to Honeysuckle and all that. So that work's done. At the time of, he was around about eight to one, and I scoffed at that, thinking, "Well, yeah, I can, I can let that ride." And then, of course, he, he collapsed in the market. And he went to sort of fives, fours, and now now he's looking at now looking down the barrel of five to two. Mm. Um, the same applies to Tritonic. I, I, I do a, a a blog for my own website, and I, I suggested that fourteen to one after he won at Ascot was, was too big, and, and that lo and lo- behold, he's won the Adonis, and now he's five to two. So I've, I've missed eight to one about a five to two shot. Fourteen's so about a five to two shot. Um, so, yeah, I've done really well on this race, a race that I love. So I should be in a fantastic position. I'm not. So as a, putting my punting hat on now, regardless of how good I think Zanahir, Zanahir is and how much potential Tritonic has got, I'd have to say the bet at the moment, I agree with Barry, is very much Calyxios. Now, Zanahir is obviously, as I've talked about, posted the very fastest time, courtesy of his Fairy House win, but up popped as uh, Calixios of the day. And he ran a, a sensationally good time himself in a smaller field on the day where he, he finished ahead of Appreciate It if you're doing like-for-like like split se- split sectionals on the final circuit of the Dublin track. Um, whether he was quite 100% fit for that day, I don't know. Um, intru- obviously, he's gone now to Henry de Bromhead. Um, he would have still been in the Gordon Elliott stable, had uh, you know everything gone swimmingly in that department. Mm. Uh, it would have been interesting knowing what Gordon would have felt, you know, knowing which one was, which one was better than the other. But either way, at 11-2, to two, he looks the absolute archetypal, no frills, no nonsense, each way better that price. It's hard to see him, if he runs his race, and there's no reason to think he wouldn't be suited to Cheltenham or that stamina-based new course, why he can't be banged there at the finish. Um, so I've got a huge amount of time for both the two I've mentioned at the front of the market, particularly here. I think he's a very, very good horse. But if there is one horse to beat him, it might well be Calyxios. So I would say he's also um, some a horse that you can put into your, some each way each way multiples at this
0: stage. Calyxios eleven to two with Betfair Sportsbook, pay, paying three places as it stands, which looks a decent price given, as Barry says, the exchange market has six. Uh, 6 to back and 6.8 to lay. Uh, Tony, coming to you, we've got two ticks in the Quilixios box at the moment. Are you going to give it a third?
3: It'd be the one I would back at the moment, for, for sure. Um, you've got... The substance is Xana is here, I think. Um, I think the style, arguably, is Tritonica for that Kempton win last time. That might be a bit, a bit too harsh on him um, because it, I think it was a, a really good performance. We know how good he was on the flat. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the prices, um, and you look at the, you look at the depth of the field, I mean, you're instantly drawn to, you know, Quilixios at 11 to two. Um, you know, the, the, the normal money back angle, if something happens at the last minute is, is an extra insurance. And, and as we've said, that 11 to two is basically the exchange win only price. Mm. But when you look at the shape of the race, you, you are just looking at very, very little. I think we know what Adagio is. And I think we'd all be quite surprised if Adagio's good enough to win this for all his four ten to one point. I suppose the, you know, the, the the one that muddies the waters a little bit is is the Willie Mullins horse Houton Color. Uh, when I first, when I looked at this race early in the um, uh, you know uh, last week, late last week, I hadn't even heard of this horse before, and no wonder why because he's only had the one start winning in France. Now, obviously, Joe Donnelly must have paid a king's ransom for French Seal. And he, he hasn't made the race. So whether they've rushed this one in on the back of it, um, you know, we shall see because obviously Joe Donnelly <laughs> owns um, owns and Color as well. But he'd have to be pretty damn good to actually get anywhere near the, the front three after what they've shown. So, yeah, um cut a long story short, I would agree with Colixios is given the, I think it's the race is not got a lot of depth at all outside of the top three or four. I think Calixios eleven to two is each way is is definitely the way to go at the moment.
0: Calixios each way getting um you know you unilateral approval across the three expert guests here each way at eleven to two. <clears throat> Interesting to note, Tony, you mentioned there hot and colour, you know, there's money. Pennies, you know, just a couple of quid, but money yeah. queuing up to back Horton Culler at 19, 19.5, 20 yeah. on the exchange, which is significant, you'd think, given that we haven't actually seen Horton Culler running for Willie Mullins and equally as significant, I guess, that um, he'll be coming to the Triumph first up anyway. So it will be interesting to see how that one is in the market. You'd think we'll get a better idea uh, on the day there. On to the second race of the day, the County Hurdle and just one horse, a single figure price and third time lucky, which is nine to one. Uh, the Shunter 10 to 1, Ganapati and Blue Lord also 10 to 1, Eclair de Beaufort 12 to 1 uh, alongside Soaring, Glory um, and a few others in there that may not take up their entries. Uh, Andy, I'll come to you here first. And uh, yeah, pretty open race as it stands at the moment. It is, yeah. I think a lot depends on on which race the Shunter goes in because you
2: know he's won the more Battle recently. He won um, the Great Wood, so he's proven uh, over the track. Um, and I think they're tossing up between this race and maybe the Grand Annual. I think that's uh, reading between the lines that the, the the like the likely two of the five uh, races he's left in. I'd I'd be looking to get with him because he's a very very strong stayer at the trip. You know, to win a Great Wood and apparently he wasn't quite 100 percent when he did win the Great Wood um, was was is a, a massive feather in his cap. And I, th- I think as well to, to win Rank as well a real speed based track that that showed him in a totally different light. Um, and and he's up for 100 grand bonus as well, so they want to make the right decision, <laughs> and it is a difficult decision to choose between the two. Um, but he, if he if he was to run in this, I'd have a serious look at him, and I'd also have a serious look as well at uh, 50 Ball, another horse I mentioned early on, um, who's, who's entered still to run in the Supreme. But if he was to come here, um, he represents the the Betfair Hurdle form, which I think is very strong form, and and as I said o- o- already previously, he he also got. He was given a hell of a lot to do at Newbury that day. He came from a long, long way back to finish a close at thirty. He traveled through the race really nicely. I like I like that about him. He got there very easily, uh, only for that sort of energy expending move to to pay to he paid for that late on. So yeah, that, those are the two I'd be looking at at this very early stage. But it's a long way off. A lot can happen. There's going to be lots of non-runners. I mean, there's seventy, eighty odd declared, and you know horses could run here, there, and everywhere. So until we see the, the proper field size and who who we're, what we're dealing with, what we're dealing with with ground. It's very hard to be dogmatic, but those are the two the sort of early stage horses I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, I should mention we are recording this just after one o'clock on Thursday, the 11th. So, still early stages for the Friday racing. Um, and, Tony, mm-hmm. uh, any others to add to the shortlist?
3: Yeah, I, I backed Eclair de Beaufort. Um, I think he's really well handicapped. He's got an option of the Grand Daniel, who he finished second in last year, but. Given his hurdles, Mark, I, I think I think they they'll be mad not to come here. He's fourteen pound lower over over hurdles. Obviously, like I said, he's got that he's got the the festival form from last year. Um, a very promising six at the Dublin Racing Festival, and I just think he looks a he looks a very well handicapped horse. Now this race could be blown apart if a lot of the horses, you know, from they're in the Supreme at the five day stage, like the third time lucky fifty ball. Uh, you know, there's 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 a whole host of them that could come here, but uh, and they would obviously have to be greatly respected given their relatively lightly race profiles. But on what we've seen so far, I think Éclair to Beaufort uh, is a very very solid each way chances. I think the sixteens and fourteens has gone. I think there might be a bit of fourteens knocking around somewhere, but I think the twelves uh, is still very acceptable uh, from an each race perspective about that. So yeah, that's the one I've played in the race so far.
0: 12 12 to 1 across the board pretty much on the odds checker grids. Uh, A few firms paying five places, including Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, Barry, anything to add in this second race on Friday?
1: Yeah, I fancy one in this. And I just hope he goes here like... uh, like the lads have said, there's horses with entries here, multiple entries, and in the Supreme as well. And the one I like has an entry in the Supreme. He's rated 135 at the moment. I hope they don't go the Supreme route with him because I think he's thrown in here. Guard your dreams. Uh, Tony was saying he thought he rated the Beffer Hurl form, which I do as well. If you look at this horse in the Beffer Hurl, I don't know what sort of ride he got because the horses were jumping to second last and he was still over. At the train station in Newbury. It was unbelievable <laughs> the ride that he got. And he's staying on better than anything to finish sixth. Even jumping the, the last, you'd think he couldn't be in the first six because Betfair were playing six places to each way punters in the Betfair hurl. And he got up to finish six unbelievably. Off 135 in this, if he takes his chance in the County hurl. I think he's a big player. He's currently a 16 to one chance. I've had a nibble at him at 40 and 33 down on the exchange, just taking a chance that he's going to go here because Twiston Davis has formed from last year. Sir Valentine got into this race after finishing fourth in the beffer Hurl. And he chose to uh, run him in the County Hurl um, off the back of that race in the beffer Hurl. And he got in off one, three, four. So I'm hoping one, 3, five, we'll get him in first of all, and uh, that they, up to go down the County Hurl route with Guard Your Dreams because I think he's going to
0: be a big player yeah Guard Your Dreams a little bit of 20s about on the grids as well so one interesting angle there from Barry on to the Albert Bartlett the third race of the day uh, and the third and the longest of the novice hurdles, and Statler is the five to one favourite ahead of Fakira at seven to one, uh, Barbados Bucks eight to one, Tory Graf eight to one, Alaphilippe, Philippe ten to one uh, horse I spoke to Fergal O'Brien about who, you know, he was glowing in terms of uh, you know I think the quote was uh, if 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 he's there if he's right there bang. At the bottom of the hill, there's no one else that you'd want to be on. Uh, Farouk Dalain is 16 to 1. Admiral, uh, 16 to 1. Three under, three five, 16 to 1. 20 to 1 bar. And Andy, as you well know, you are my go-to man when it comes to uh, novice hurdles. So, um, you know, normally we see horses who've had uh, quite a tough season, I guess. Rarely you see a likely horse come and do well here. Uh, any of these uh, looking like bets to you at the current prices?
2: Well, the sort of... 10 year trends or 20 year trends, if you, if you want to go further back than that, um, suggest that you, you do need a horse with a little experience and having run in graded races. Um, and at least he's proven over two mile six, two seven, three miles, if if preferable. Um, the one who fits all that criteria is Fakira. Um, I've watched this fella right from the start of the season, and he's always looked as though he'll improve for a, step, a test of stamina. Um, he just got done by Ashfordale Bob, a couple of runs ago. And I liked his run beyond Gallopold and a also I quite like um, for the, for the Ballymore. I think that was probably the best staying novices race in, uh, running Ireland so far this season. And I like the way he finished off his race. Um, he's, he's very hardy. He seems to run hard all the way to the line, as far as I can see. He can sometimes hit a bit of a flat spot, I've noticed, in his race. But I don't think that's a bad thing in the Albert Bartlett. I'd rather be... Um, Sort of niggling along and off the bridle at the top of the hill. That that that's the kind of horse that wins this. If you, if, you mm. if you're still on the bridle, it's not. It, you know, at the bottom of the hill, it sometimes that's it. It, it doesn't really tell a tale. Um, you you just need. I remember when you uh, you know I mean Harry once He was flat to the boards coming down to the second last. I think that probably be like Fakira, he, he's that kind of horse. Um, so I, I quite like his chances, but I'm not. I'm normally like getting stuck into this race because there's always ov- a one obvious standout candidate. Um, I do think Barbados Books is the best of the UK horses, although I do think, excuse me, uh, Paul Nichols has got another interesting run as well in the shape of uh, three under three five, who is actually top of um, the speed figures I keep, courtesy of his victory over a subsequent winner at Musselboro. I think he's quite hardy. And Barbados Books, he looks an absolute copper bottom stayer as well. Um, I do quite like him. He hasn't run a figure like off the scale yet, but I think there's more to come from him. not sure what his future lies, whether it will be hurdles or, or fences, but um, he, he's a he's a very nice type. So I've got two or three on my shortlist. The two nickels is, albeit you yet to win the race.
0: Uh, and um,
2: Fakira, those have been my three. I'm, I'm looking at this very moment in time.
0: Interesting that you are, you know, quite sweet on Fakira because uh, even though Statler the favourite with most of the bookies, Barry, when you look at the Betfair exchange, um, Fakira not far off going favourite for the race.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, Statler's your favorite on the sports book, where it's four places. each way mm. punters at five to one. for six, 13 to two. Barbados books topograph eight. Uh, on the exchange, Statler favorite just ahead of Fakira 7.4 and 7.8. Quite an illiquid market again, only 50 grand matched. Barbados books in there at eight point eight. It's not a race of a very strong opinion on, but I w- I did like Tom Lacey's horse Adramel when he won the Lemington last day. Thought he looked really really tough, and he's the sort of horse that could run well at a big enough price. He's sixteen and twenty to one. Thought he could run well at a big price into a place. But uh, I'll be waiting till nearer the time to play.
3: Tony, it sounds like I'm copying Andy's homework, here, but uh, <laughs> I promise you I'm not. I mean, I I have backed two in the race. I backed for Kira um at 10 and 12s after he's he's uh, run last time and Barbados Bucks is my long-term play um I watched that race at Kempton and I was I was asleep on the job a bit there because after immediately after that Kempton race unbelievably he was 50s and 40s uh, for this race mm. uh but when I come round, and it was 20s on Sunday morning so I thought that twenties can't last either. So uh, I did a piece on Bet and Got Bet for the day after and tipped him up at twenties. So I'm very happy with that. Uh, happy with that now. They're obviously they're both a bit shorter now. So again, it's not it's not something that's a, a, of massive use. I wouldn't be rushing in at, uh, at eights and uh, and sevens on Fakira now. Um, but those are the two that interest me. And um, you know, if we get five places on the day and they drift a little bit, uh, I may well go in again. But those are the two that interest me. But it's a uh, it could be a very deep race, couldn't it? And as the betting suggests. But uh, yeah, Fakira and Barbados Bucks for me, they, those are the two I've backed so far.
0: Andy, before we move on to the Gold Cup, I just want to come back to you because, you know, as we know, we, you do have a good record in these races. Um, with the Supreme and the and the Ballymore, you know, even though you're looking at horses who haven't had many races under their belt, you're probably looking for a bit of a different type. Do you think picking the winner of the Albert Bartlett is the most difficult of the three to pick because of the stamina test?
2: Yeah, because a lot of them are, are running the kind of races that don't sometimes generate fantastic times. Um, Fakir has run solidly in, in good number of races, but I don't, I don't think we've got to the bottom of him. It's all about potential in the Albert Barley. Mm. A lot of the other races have now they're coloured to the mass. They've won grade ones like Bob Ollinger and guy de Meznil. Um, appreciate it. They've had to run hard at grade one level to get there already. So they sort of like force the way towards the top because... Organically, that's the way it goes. But with the Albert Bartlett, there's there's very different form lines all intertwined. Some win novices hurdles, some win races up the north like um, um five under through five. Barbados book wins a, a small race at Kempton. Um, so, it, it, like I say, it's a it's a totally different dynamic. The Albert Bartlett. I think what you need to use is your eyes and watch the videos back and look at the horses that were hit hit the line strong over those trips. Barbados books hit the line hard at Kempton. Um, Philippe, the horse of Fergal O'Brien's hit the line hard at Haydock. Every time Fakira's run, he's always finished his race off strong. He's always come home as if he wants a, a little bit further test. So, yeah, like can say, a lot of, a lot of it, this is down to, you know, a little bit of your intuition and, and, yeah. and a, a gut feeling for what horses need rather than, you know, they, they're already there on a plate for you, as it were.
3: And what makes it tricky, obviously, a lot of these are running over three miles for the first time as well. So, yeah it's not like you establish two mile two mile four horses where you know what they can do over the trip so you just have to building the potential angle you know a fair bit which is always makes things tricky
0: yeah absolutely Uh, shouldn't be the case um, in the next race, the Cheltenham Gold Cup, where I think everything you need is out on a plate for you. Um, unlike the Albert Bartlett, and looking at the market, market now, we've got Album Photo going for the hat trick and head to the market at five to two. Champ is five to one. Tard six to one. Last year's runner-up Santini fourteen to one. Alongside Manella Indo and Kemboy, Frodon as well fourteen to one for for ambassador Paul Nichols. Roper Gal still fourteen to one. Um, although may not be running here, as we discussed on the uh, earlier podcast. Uh, Native River, former winner of this race, and, you know, shown some pretty good form. I think it's a, a sign of the strength of the race this year that uh, Native River is available at 16 to 1, lost in translation 33 to 1, uh, ahead of Imperial Aura and Mellon. Um, you know, we, Barry, you mentioned that there wasn't much liquidity in the Albert Bartlett market. That is not the case um, with the Gold Cup, Um you know, as it stands at the moment. So how does it differ in terms of the action up on the, on the Betfair exchange?
1: Yeah, obviously this is a liquid market, £336,000 matched in it so far. Album Photo, your favourite at 3.8, 6.4, Champ 7, plutard is stable companion, Manila Indo, 14.5, along with Santini, Frodon in there at 16, Royal Pagai, like you say, 16 on the exchange. Obviously that's all in. The horse I like in his Manila Indo, I just can't get away from this horse, Back to him last year in the RSA when he got blindsided by Champ, uh, his first run back this year was impressive when he beat Milan native twenty-five lengths in Wexford. Followed up in a decent Grade Three or Grade Two in um, Navan. Then he fell behind Applitard in Leopardstown. Now he was a five to two favourite that day, and Applitard was fifteen to two. So it showed you what the stable thought about them there. Uh, his run back in Leopard Stand, then when he was uh, fourth, uh, only beaten a little over six lengths behind Kenboy, was actually wasn't a bad run considering the first thing they wanted to do was make sure he got around okay and just give him a bit of confidence. It wasn't about winning that race at all. Uh, Not ideal preparation again for a Gold Cup, but he's a backable price now for me. He's a 14 to 1 chance. And uh, like I say, he's a horse that I've followed throughout his career very closely from the Albert Bartlett days. And uh, I think he's a bit of value now in the market.
0: Mineta Indo there for Barry. Andy, who is the one for you for the Gold Cup at this stage?
2: Well, of the four horses I tipped directly after last year's Cheltenham Festival, when I did... um, a Little bit of work if you remember in lockdown when I looked at the big championship races straight in the aftermath after Cheltenham. Um I'm happy with the the other three Cider burleigh put the kettle on and, and um Abacadabras, but it's a bit of a disaster when it comes to Manilaindo. Um I was so so disappointed with this with this fella last time. Um I think that fall knocked his confidence. I know what Barry's saying they were trying to get him round and what have you, but he was so hesitant. He was just unsure of himself. Um, he didn't know, really know where he was coming going. Every time he saw, Rachel saw a straw, the horse put down. He kept jumping out to his right. He was, Like I say, he was looking after himself as if that ball had completely shattered his confidence. I'll certainly take on board that he comes alive at Cheltenham. Look, he's won an Albert Barlett and he was unlucky second in last year's RSA. And I've backed the horse for the, to win the Gold Cup, so I should be... Looking at this through rose-tinted glasses, but I've got to have a—I've got to look at it objectively now and look at what he's done. And then, if you go back and look at that race beyond Boy in isolation, and just do like the circuit circuit to circuit comparisons with Monkfish, what I've done is I've run Kenboy onto the very first fence when Monkfish jumped the first fence in that flow gas. And if you then jump, then you jump in the Kemboy race, and you set the video going for two and a half miles, the difference that Monkfish beat Kenboy and Manila Indo was half the length of the running. It is absolutely <laughs> brightening. It just shows you how good Monkfish is. And it just shows you how Is rich. that an
1: accurate comparison though, Andy? Is it? Like one's over three, a little over three miles. Yeah, but,
2: the two yeah, but they, they've, only, they've only run two furlongs up to that point. The, the, the flow gas is two mile, five and a half, and, and, the, and the other race is three miles. So they've only jogged for the first so they've jumped two fences basically, so it's it's a very, very good comparison. I've got another comparison as well with Galliard de Mezzanil compared to Flooring Port as well, which I'll touch upon when I'm doing the Ballymore. But one of my points is I'm making is, it just shows you how good and the potential, how good Monkfish and the likes of Envoy are when they take on this crop of Gold Cup horses at the moment. Mm. Um, I just, I mean, I can't have him, I can't have him in but I'll be absolutely staggered if he won. Uh, even though well, I I've backed him and put him up. Um, but I am, I am a big fan of Henry Roromid's other horse, a uh, Plutard. I think if Henry does win it, I think it's going to be with this chap. He only literally got going in the back end of what was a brutally run Savile's chase. That was the best chase run either side of the Sea, as far as I, I can see. The number was good. Kembo was out on his feet in the running, but Plutard was just literally taking off. And if you go back and watch his run as well in last year's Ryanair... He was just getting done for tow by Min and uh, St Calvert to, to turn off, but boy did he try up the hill. He never stopped running. If you actually look at it again, he's coming back at the other two. I think he's been a three miler in waiting, and Henry was coming <laughs> a while to cotton onto it. He's a festival horse. He, he won his, uh, He won the Close Brothers, third in the in the in the Ryanair. He wore a tongue tie last time out, which obviously helped him. He's had a great preparation. Just two runs, perfect. Going to come here a fresh horse. Haven't run since December. Yeah, I'm I'm very much warming to a Plutard's chances here. He's still six to one. He's a festival performer. He's never been out the first three in his life. He's never fallen, so he's got a hell of a lot going for him. And he'll get the strong pace which he wants. You know, Native River. We know he's going to go from the front plus others. So throw done as well. So
0: yeah, a Plutard for me at at six to one for Andy we've spoken to both Barry and Andy and neither have mentioned the top two in the market Tony no pressure on you to do so but where where are you looking for your for your analysis
3: well it wouldn't be Albert with Photo um we all know we all know his profile but 3.85 I mean that that race last year he he only beat Santini ahead and you know that last year's gold cup is he's just a just something and nothing, isn't it really? Mm. Um, I couldn't be having him at three point eight five. It's it's a testament um, to to people's faith that he's actually uh, he's actually trading that short. Um, I think the the ship has sailed as regards Champs price. I think everyone, including jockey and connections, were 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 overjoyed as as much as surprised by that uh, run over two miles last time. But is there an overreaction in the market? Champ trading at six point two. I would say yeah. Um, Appletar, I can fully see the case for that. He's the one, the most solid at the, the top three in the market. But I backed uh, Nated River at sixteens each way. I'm worried about, I'm worried about the ground, obviously. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it's this is a former Gold Cup winner as well. His performance at Sandown last time is probably the best piece of chase form this uh, staying chase form this season. I know people might pick holes in it, but beating Bristol to and Santini as he did in the rescheduled Cotswold's chase at Sandown last time was, you know, was, was probably as close to a career best as you're going to get. Now, clearly the ground's an issue. You know, he's, he's not going to be taken. He's going to be taken on for the lead by the likes of Frodo et etc. But after what I saw at Sandown and looking at this field, I'm not I'm not scared by many uh, and he's 16 to one. And um, you know, see if you can get four or five places on the day, uh, then definitely. But at the moment, he's the one I backed, and I, I, I think he's sixteen to one price. He's just bang wrong after what we saw at Sandown last time.
0: Sixteen to one there for Native River, <clears throat> and uh, Tony, you mentioned Frodon there, who will be running in the Gold Cup, and I caught up with trainer Paul Nicholls, Betfair ambassador and trainer Paul Nichols to discuss Frodon's chances ahead of the Well Child Cheltenham Gold Cup. Frodon um, looks to be um, the you, you know your gold up your gold cup horse for next week. Um, an incredible win back on Boxing Day when we last saw him in the King George. I mean, we obviously know that Frodon's a horse who um, you know, has a, has a special place in your heart and you think a lot of. Uh, were you surprised by the manner of that victory on Boxing Day?
4: Yeah, you know, it did surprise us all in the King George, to be honest with you. I know we've got a fairly softly in front, but he, he still kept galloping all the way to the line, dictating things, quickening up well in the straight and stayed on strong. And horses that win King George have a habit of running well in a Gold Cup. Um, the dry and forecast next week is a massive plus for him as well. So that's good. I'm very happy with his preparation, the way he is at the moment. And yeah, he's an exciting horse to have in the race.
0: I mean, everybody remembers the the interview with with, Bri- with Bryony Frost after the the Ryanair win. I mean, how big a part has she played? You know, and, and what a partnership those two are. How big a part has she played in Frodon's story so far?
4: Yeah, would well, she get on well with him? Would she? Um that goes without saying, won Ryanair on him, won all those races, they get on particularly well. I don't know for why, really, um, <laughs> but they do get on really well. And um, it's a great partnership, which you wouldn't want to, to to break up, really. So, you know, the pair of them have won well at and That's a great plus in the Gold Cup. It's a massive advantage if you've got a horse that acts on the track. You know, if you've got horses, I've run a couple of late, Silver and and Clanders just hate the track. Just don't operate on it at all, whereas Frodon loves it. So that's a big plus. That's a big advantage.
0: And we released that full interview with Paul Nichols on our YouTube channel and podcast platforms. We spoke to him about Frodon, as you just heard, but also touched on Politologue, Brave Man's Game, Next Destination, WhoGrey, and many others as well. So do uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, any podcast platforms. You can find the Odds Checker podcast for our chat with Betfair ambassador Paul Nichols. And uh, Andy, let's talk about Frodon for a second because we've mentioned most of the runners here. But as we heard Paul say there, I mean, Frodon. I think surprised everybody with the manner of his win on in the King George um you know back on boxing day he mentions as well that he's had king george winners as we know in the past who haven't done it at Cheltenham but Frodon has festival form and Cheltenham form and has stepped up and chip you know pretty seamlessly which seemed to be the doubt is, is there a danger that the king george winner is being overlooked here it's it's churlish
2: not to say good things about a horse like frodon who on his day, just gives us National Hunt fans so much pleasure, doesn't he? Mm. You know, he, he, some of his performances uh, with uh, you know the Bryony Frost narrative have, have been, you know, genuinely, you know, moving moments. Uh, I was there; I was privileged there to be there there a couple of years ago when on uh, won for Bryony, and there, there was another there was another uh, narrative on the day as well. It was just one of those. Fantastic, I think it was Paisley Park, wasn't it? One, that, one the mm. the, uh, yeah. the It was just an amazing, emotionally. Uh, tinge day and, and Frodon was part of that with with Bryony Frost. So you know she'll have her own little agenda. How to ride the race? Uh, who's who's going to make the running? Will it be Native River? Sometimes he can be slowly away. Native River took him a while to warm into the test in it in, in the Gold Cup um, uh, when he when he was beaten. Um, you could just see him popping away, getting into a good rhythm and enjoying himself. Look, He'll give you a great spin for a long way. Whether he will see out the three two against genuine high class stayers, he's open to question, but. You know he's he's going there in the peak of his powers. You know, and we know Nichols is an absolute genius. He'll 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 get him absolutely, up, you know, bang on as he always does. So look, if you fancy Froden, I'm not, I'm not going to say he can't win um, because you know he, he's as good as anyone on his day. I just just think he might just be put out of his comfort zone if, if, with the, with a native river in, in the race.
3: We should mention before we move on. We should mention Raul yeah. um, Pagai. uh The exchange this change move at the time of recording suggests that, you know, it it could well be each or two again about what race he goes for. And, um, he, he just, he just brings a, a relatively unknown quantity to the races. And certainly a, a, a fresh, a, a fresh approach to it. Um, rated 166. Now after that, Haydock win last time. And, you know, he, this horse has just taken off. So, you know, he, he would be the one, uh, a similar price to native river that I'll, I'll, be considering if they do go here, because, uh, You know, like I said, he brings a he brings a different uh, a different level of form to to the table, and uh, I I quite like it.
0: So, if if you were to get the nod today that Royal Pagal will be going here, you'd be happy to take the kind of sixteen to one on offer.
3: Um, Obviously, with the non-runner money back provider, because a lot of you suspect the ground is going to be key to where that horse goes. Um, They they might want to play safe uh, and go down the three mile six route, but. uh, he wouldn't be out of place here in the Gold Cup for for me because, like I said, I it's not many in the race I fancy. Not many at all. Be
0: Another great story for Venetia Williams if Rolpagal were to turn up at the Gold Cup and win here for uh, the Ritchie family. On then to the Fox Hunters. And uh, we have at the top of the market is Billaway, who's three to one. Uh, Bob and Co is five to one. Uh, it came to pass ten to one. Staker Wallace 11 to 1 Red Indian 12 to 1 Stand up and fight 16s 20 to 1 bar uh, Andy come to you first here any view for the uh, for the hunter chase um funny enough yeah I've been I've been watching the the hunter chases with with a with a um, a little bit
2: more um scrutiny if you like this season um not necessarily the views having a bet in the, in the Fox Hunters, but some of them have been doing some really good numbers. I must admit, they've taken me by surprise. I'm thinking, God, that must be quite good. Um, Bill away, for instance, when he won last time out, clocked a very good time. Um, I just think he he's probably gra- more ground reliant in this race than most because I think he's a real grinder, and, and he got done last year. He, he's jumping and wasn't overly fl- convincing when, it, when he got beat by... Um, uh, it came to pass who obviously won at a big price. Uh, if it was genuinely shopped, I think it would be a, a, a massive player. Bob and Co. clocked a very fast time when he won at Haydock the other day. I must admit that. <laughs> he, he clocked the kind of number that you'd expect to have almost like a Gold Cup horse. That was an <laughs> astonishing run, that was. Um, and there's another another one as well. A, a nice young horse coming through the rounds called Shamaron. Again, I got that doing a fantastic time at today. Um, he was He was sent off odds on favourite. Didn't really think much of the race on the day at the time. It was a modest card, but... Um, he also threw his cap in the ring with a good number. You know, he took in the likes of um, a few that have been here before, Road to Rome, um, Stalker Wallace, who ties in quite nicely with the with the favourite. Not sure Kay De Burley will come here. You've got Hazel Hill, of course, who, who won the race uh, a couple of years ago. This is actually quite a, a really good fox hunters. Um, so yeah, I mean Bob and Co. I think he's probably the one. He's the one. He's the numbers horse this season. I think he was muted to going at the race last year, and he they didn't they didn't get in there. I mean, Tony might know because um, he, he's up to up to speed with the Nichols uh, camp. I think he was there, Hunter Chase Horse, but he he didn't make it. Um, so yeah, he he'd be the one. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good race um, or better race than normal this season. And then obviously, it's in the play spot as well. So I'm going to be. <laughs> you know, the, the place put on on Channel Gold Cup does plays a lot. So I, I need, you need to pay attention to this race if you're sticking three or four horses in there. You don't want to go out in a race like this and not done your homework.
0: No, especially if you're getting if you're still in by the time you get here. You wanna you wanna have done exactly. your work in, beforehand. Tony, um, Andy said you might have a couple of bits to add on Bob and Co.
3: No, I'd rather wear a <laughs> wig in public than have a bet in this race. Um, no, I, um, no, I I don't even look at the race. I don't even look at the race. And it's not called for Fox Hunters anymore, is it? Tut tut, lads. They've uh, taken, the, the, hunt, the Hunter's Chase. They've, they've taken the fox out. It offends All right. people, apparently. Oh, OK. There we go. Yeah.
0: Very, very sorry. The actual, act of, uh...
3: the actual act of fox hunting doesn't probably uh, abhor people, but uh, the name apparently does. But, uh, it's a strange old world.
0: Apologies. To anybody offended um it is of course the hunter's chase um that we are talking about here uh, probably the best insight um, that we could have had in the race from tony there but thank you for correcting me um
3: barry i had to ra- i had to read something because i had nothing to read about in
1: the race it's not look, it's not on a bit of insight chamaron that um that that andy's alluded to it's uh parked on by paul nichols
0: even right. yes, John Bolton
1: owned it. Yeah. And they they think that could run a big race. It's not, I have no opinion in this race. Bill away 4.2, seven Bob and Co. It came to pass nine. Since uh, Victoria Pendle gave up riding, I've just, uh, this race is dead to me.
0: <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, well, Shamayon, um, I mean, I think a bit, a bit of inf- inside information in terms of uh, the owner fancying it, especially when the owner um, is Paul Nichols, is, is interesting enough to get a mention there. Shamayon, uh, 16 to one, and given that Andy had already clocked a decent uh, speed figure, I think I know where my uh, one pound each way will be going come Friday afternoon when I'm licking my wounds after whatever's happened in the Gold Cup. Uh, on then to the new race, the Mares' Chase, uh, and LMA is the seven to four favourite. Everywhere I turn, I seem to see some shrewdly be t- telling people to be backing this uh, this favourite, LMA. Col four to one, Shattered Love fifteen to two. Uh, Annie Mac eight to one, sixteen to one bar. Um, come to you first here, Barry. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you know it's a new race. I can't imagine there's been too much action on the exchanges, but uh, but how do you see it going?
1: No, only uh, thirty-four thousand matched in this. Ellie May's your favourite though at two seven two. Colrievy five. I think she's entered in Ireland this weekend. Eight point four mm-hmm. shattered love. Annie Mac nine six. And it's 19 bar Ellie May Yeah she's the one that kind of holds the key To the race uh, She has been as short as 252, two, And she has been matched as high as around the 18 mark um, oh. I don't know I'm just not mad about her She's not one for me uh, Her race her The race that she won last day She's probably entitled to do that Because Shattered Love needed to run And um, uh, I, I haven't got a strong opinion in the race But if I was doing anything I'd probably take her on But again it would be nearer the time
3: Tony yeah, I've um, I've had a back shattered love for quite a while now. Um, she's coming to six, seven, and eight to one. I still think she's a good each way bet. Um, I know she was well put in her place by Ellie May in the Opera Hat last time, uh, where you're beating five and a half lengths and, and getting five pound that day. So Ellie May's clearly the clearly the uh, the form horse coming into this race. But Shattered Love was going into that race uh, on the back of a, a, a decent break. Um had was due to run at January, but was pulled out lame there. Um, and I just think you just look at this this horse's Cheltenham pedigree, obviously won the JLT by seven links in 2018, put up a decent performance when winning earlier in the season. Um, they've clearly just like targeted this race, and I just thought she was a decent each-way proposition. After that defeat at Nace last time, some bookmakers knocked her out to 25s and 16s. Now, I couldn't get hold of the twenty fives, but I managed to get some of the sixteens each way, and I, I backed her all the way down since. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I think I don't see much depth in this race at all, uh, and I think she's a she's a knocking each way bet. The, Cole weavy's is interesting because everyone's assuming she might go to Limerick this weekend, but the fact that you know she's been nibbled at on, on the exchange uh, suggests that they may well come here, which which is surprising because. Uh, she does look, though, she needs plenty of dig. And, you know, if the forecast is wrong and they get plenty of rain, maybe she will turn up here. But um, I'd be very much in the shattered love camp each way. But I do respect the favourite Ellie May. But uh, I know some people have got, you know, the uh, the bigger prices. But 7-4, to four, I'd rather play shattered love each way, 7-8s seven, seven each way, than, than the Ellie May uh, uh, win only 7-4. to four. Yeah.
0: Chattered love 15 to 2 uh, best price on the grids at the moment. Uh, Andy, any big view here?
2: Yeah, I, I must. Um, I, I'm definitely getting slower in me all days. because, again, it's another one I've missed out on here. Ellie May, um, I did all the sort of work the day after Ellie May finished second to Alaho, and you had your like for like comparison with Cole Reeve. Um So I knew that race was a better race than Cole Revy. I thought, well, this Ellie May should, if Cole Reevey's favourite, how can Ellie May be a much bigger price? And I didn't really twig. I wasn't really quick enough on the blocks. I was thinking, oh, yeah, I've got to have a bet in the mare's chase. And then um, it soon became apparent everybody else had done the same work as what I had. <laughs> I just kept tumbling and tumbling and tumbling um, as if somebody was looking at my desk and looking at the figures that I'd written down. Um, I think she was sort of six, seven to one at the time. And I thought, ah, ah, well. But I mean, I wish I was on at six or seven to one. Now she's a seven or four mm. shot. Uh, my only, the only reservation I'd have about her, just as a, as a horse to look at, she's not very big. Um, you know, she doesn't look a prepossessing type like a lot of you know, like she compared to Shattered Love, Shattered Love will be a hand or two higher than her. Than her. Uh, but she is a good good operator, uh, she gets herself over the fences really well. So, yeah, I think she's the right favorite. I, would, I wouldn't disagree with, with anyone who's backed her. I back one backing out the price she is, by the way. Um, if I was gonna have a bet and, it, and she turned up here, I think Augusta Gold's an interesting runner. Uh, switch from Mags Mullins now to Willie Mullins. Uh, I don't know if anyone spotted that, but this is a really, really tough mare. Always leaves it on the table, this girl. Um, She's probably grade three level at best. Sorry, grade two level at best. Um, But you never know. That might be good enough. Now she's moved to Willie Mullins and and you think there might be a bit of improvement because Willie's had it for two months. He might just be able to squeeze a little bit more out of the lemon there and get her up to sort of grade two, grade one standard. Um, But she's 20 to one. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not looking a horse that's sort of six, seven, a one shot mm-hmm. here. Um, can certainly see Tony's shattered love angle. I've, I've heard somebody else good judge. Oh, I know has backed that as well because she's got course and distance in Cheltenham form. But um, yeah, Ellie may right favourite, but Augusta Gold. Yeah, I'd be mildly interested in her if she was to turn up and uh, she was sort of twenty to one on the day. Now you've
3: now does now you've told us all your festival secrets, Andy. I'll come round and take the camera out of that light that I stuck in there <laughs> earlier on in the year. <laughs> Thank, thanks for the 7 to 1 Ellie May by the way yeah, yeah I, phone, speed, I zoomed in on your speed figures
0: and yeah. took the cash yeah. I've seen Andy's speed figures uh, sheet and if you can make sense out of that then you're a, you're a brighter man than I am I can tell you um, the, the amount of work that goes into it uh, with Augusta Gold you'd think maybe given you know the connections of Ellie May um, you know the trainer and owner connections, you'd think the market could be quite indicative if an improvement is expected uh, of Augusta Gold um, on the day, as you say, first run for Willie Mullins if she does turn up <clears throat> here at the uh, Mare's Chase. Uh, we'll move on to the last race of the day before we go on to the nap, long shot and lay of the day from each of our three uh, panelists, and the last is the Martin Pipe handicap hurdle, where uh, gentleman to me is the thirteen to two favourite. Although that's not with a non-runner no bet firm, so do make sure you check the odds checker grids before having your bets. Uh, wide receiver is eight to one. Ganapati, who we've already discussed, is eight to one. The Shunter, twelve to one. Champagne Gold, fourteen to one. Monte Cristo, fourteen to one. I mean, there are loads in here at the moment. Loads are going to come out. Um, it's just a, a case of you know trying to work out who goes where. By the time we get to Friday, this market will look very, very different indeed. Uh, Tony, are there, are there any that you've either backed or you're keeping an eye on
3: for the time? Uh, I haven't. I think this is one race where I really do want to see the final decks and the, yeah. the makeup. Um I'm interested in Stratum's got a couple of entries. This, he's got one in here. Uh, disappointing the Coral Cup last time, they may well go there again, but if they do get decent ground off a mark of 143, I think the UK handicapper has only given him an extra pound. Uh, on his flat form, that makes him look very well, uh, very well handicapped. And the key to him is the ground. Like I said, if, it, if it's decent ground, then I think he, I think he would go very, very well. Um, he was, he's rated 114 on the flat, uh, second in the Longsdale last uh, um, in August. Um, you know, if he, if he can translate that, that flat form to hurdles, and he hasn't so far, admittedly, uh, then I, I think he, he could be a player. But yeah, if they get good, good to soft ground. Uh, wherever, wherever he goes, uh, and if, if he's 20 to one plus, which he is at the moment for both races, then, yeah, uh, Stratum's definitely uh, on my hit list.
0: Stratum for Tony. Barry? Yeah, the 28th and final
1: race will bring back the County Hurl as the as the finale for me. <laughs> I, 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 this is a race that's been, I've never had an ounce of look in it, and I wouldn't know where to start this time around. There's only six grand matched on the Beffer Exchange on this race, so another indication of the esteem it's held in by, uh, Bet for exchange anti post punters at the moment. Anyway, gentlemen, to me, your favorite at 6.8. Uh, the money in recent weeks has been for Column of Fire. Uh, he's a 10 to 1 chance now. Looks like he's uh, rated 145, a host of horses off 145. That would be a share top weight should they take their chance. But uh, according to the market, he's the real live one in the last uh, couple of days.
0: Column of Fire, the one who is attracting support uh, and on the exchange at least, uh, Andy. We certainly
2: know what Willie Mullins is about in this race, don't we? Um, you've only got to go back and look at the history. Sir Deschamps off 134, Don Polly off 143, Kalaltovic off 135. How on earth did those grade one horses get in here off such a low weight? And it looks like he's at it again with um, Gentleman Demi, 139, having just had the one run. I thought jumped brilliantly uh, on his um, debut. Uh, I think it was debut for the odd, wasn't it, last, last time out in Avon? Um, and he 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 does look a a, a serious talent going forward. Um, obviously, the the, uh, the odds represent the, the 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 level of improvement that, that that's expected there. Columafile do really well to win off 11 eleven ten. I wasn't in looking the race last year when he fell, but I mean, he yeah. wouldn't be for me. I think he's, you know he's, he's, he'll struggle to give some of these young books a, a you know that kind of weight. There is one. I don't think you will get in, but there's a very, very interesting runner in this race. He's in the Coral Cup as well, right down the bottom. Um, horse used to be trained in Ireland um, called Barn of Adorn. I think uh, Barry will know this fella. Tom Mullins used to have him. He won the, I think he's at the Brown Lad Handicap um, at Nace early on the season. He, and he beat Damalisco every man and... Uh, father and mother, worth their salt, was trying to back that day and looked a bit of a handicap, good thing, and proved it next time out. Barn of a kicked him out of touch, but he'd he he got, he'd gone to David Bridgewater, so I see. It's a strange which is, one, yeah. It's happened with his
1: first a, run for
0: Bridgewater. Which is well. a strange
2: one, yeah. First run for David Bridgewater, hasn't run since. He's number 71 on the card, uh, but you never know, with all the defections likely to come out, you know, you've, it's probably going to be a good 20 or 30 have come out because I just entered in other races. Uh he'd be he'd be um he'd be quite an interesting one there. So yeah, one one obvious one and one not so quite obvious one there for me.
0: Barn of Adorn, the one to look out for 25 to 1 across the board on the grids at the moment for the Martin Pipe, having well will be having its first run for David Bridgewater if he gets in. That brings us to an end of the friday races just a bit of time now to recap and get the best bets and uh, the long shot and the lay from our three guests barry as ever for the fourth and final time what is your nap your lay and your long shot
1: uh my nap is colixios in the triumph hurl my long shot or each way bet if he makes it to the county hurdle is guard your dreams and my lay, just by virtue of the price and that it's probably more competitive, uh, is in the mayor's uh, chase,
3: Ellie May. Tony? Uh, no lay. I don't see anything in there that I'll be laying myself. So uh, please forgive me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, the each way is shattered love. Uh, that's what I've been doing for a while. So, and I still think our current price is, is more than acceptable. And uh, well, even though it's not a real long shot, I do like if he goes there. I do like the look of Eclair de Beaufort in the in the County Hurdle. Um, I think the twelfth current twelfth to run at the time of recording uh, with extra places is, is very fair.
0: Andy,
2: um, I lay a Big Tritonic at the prices. I think he the, you've got two horses there in Zana here and Calixia sort of run faster and are proven, whereas he's not quite yet. I think I think he's gone to. A, a Slightly, uh, or the, there's, there's been an overreaction to that Kempton wins bit of recency bias there for me, so I'd probably lay him at the price. Um, I agree with Barry, I think Kalixios is real solid each way, um, against him. Um, definitely, and and probably the my best one on the day at the prices at the moment is in the gold cup with a Plutard. I think six to one for him. I haven't got any wild shots. I mean, the Barn of Adorn would be one if I knew he was running at, at 25 to one, but that not, might might not be the case.
0: There we have it. That brings the Gold Cup Day preview and the Odds Checker Cheltenham Festival preview 2021 sponsored by Betfair to a close. Thank you very much to Barry, to Tony and to Andy Do. Check out the Betfair Sportsbook and the Betfair Exchange for your betting activity over Chatham Festival. Do also download the Odds Checker app for the best prices, the best bookie offers, free bets, place terms, and everything else, including the tipsters, including Andy himself for his tips coming to the app every morning of the festival and throughout the year as well. Fingers crossed we've given you a couple of winners or at least something to think about. Do enjoy the racing for the whole week and please do gamble responsibly.